0: Okay, so um, Dalma, thank you so much for, for joining me today uh, on the podcast. It's really, really great to have you here to talk about, I think, a super important topic uh, that everybody struggles with in the startup world, which is finding a co-founder, building your network in that startup ecosystem. So I think we should dive straight in and I'd love just to hear from you uh, kind of a, a brief description of who you are in a tweet, if you don't mind, please.
1: Okay, uh, thanks, Alan, for inviting me here. And I'm super excited to meet you, finally, E-meet-you. And yeah, excitement, I would say that's, um, that's the word that describes me best. I can get super excited about anything and always need new stimuli to be happy and to feel alive. Therefore, I am always um, seeking to learn new things and um, to travel and meet new people. And I'm, um, yeah, I think that's how I got into innovation. And that's what, uh, why innovation is my passion, as it gives me the possibility to always um, yeah, see new things. Um, my family, my parents are um, immigrants. Therefore, I, I grew up in yeah, two cultures, I would say, and always saw the world from different perspectives. And um, I, I, I think I can say about myself that that has broadened my horizon, and also showed me that um, we have um, a lot of luck actually about where we ha- uh, where we are born, and um, that it is yeah also possible to be born in a very terrible place and terrible circumstances, and um, yeah that has given me always this inner drive to give back um, because I feel like I'm very lucky and um, yeah that's how I got into the situation of becoming an entrepreneur now because um, yeah my startup gives me the possibility to innovate all the time and to give back to people and I think we will explain later how we do it Um, yeah but that's for now
0: great look thank you so much for that introduction I think uh... That's a very nice value that you have that you want to give back. I think um, the space of working as an entrepreneur, it's easy to get distracted by trying to make money and grow and make profits. But uh, having that kind of uh, interest in sustainability and creating like societal value uh, is really, really important. And since you're such a creative person and you love to do things, like you said, I think the space of innovation uh, really suits you most definitely. So thanks so much for that introduction. Let's let's jump right in. but not at the very beginning of where you are right now, but let's go back to where it all began. Uh, not the very, very beginning, but let's go back as far as um, your studies. So I think you did the Executive uh, MBA at TUM and Unternehm And I believe that was the birthplace of how you kind of came to this startup idea with Hubvisor that you work on now. Maybe you could just explain a little bit your experience with that program and, and kind of what was the, the secret sauce uh, in that particular time in your life that gave you the opportunity just to just make the decision to create that startup and be really great to to hear your perspective.
1: So um, that MBA has a focus on innovation and business creation. Um, I actually entered it because um, yeah, I'm interested in innovative topics, not because I have the the aim to create a business, but I was thinking of going into some uh, innovation management um, direction within my uh, my employer, um, but um, that program is um, also um, yeah offering um, projects where you can evaluate your um, own startup ideas. That's um, yeah a, a fixed part of the program. So when I started doing it. Um, I, I realized that I had fun um, and self-determination, and just do stuff and see uh, what, what, how it ev- evolves. And that was how I met my co-founder. Actually, um, he started working on Hubweiser in the very beginning of uh, the MBA program. And um, I, I was not aware of the fact that that might be something for myself uh, too. And I, uh, I only realized in the end, nearly of the program, that um, that uh, Gabriela, my co-founder, and me uh, would make a good team actually. And so I asked him about his vision with Happanza, where he's going with it, and then we realized that we share the same ideas about developing others. So I wanted to um, to. Um, Promote innovation and entrepreneurship more, and find a way to um, yeah to help people uh, become good innovators. And um, Gabriele was doing this actually um, co-founder matching. That was his initial idea, and so we uh, decided to work together. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow, that's really cool, and and it's so interesting that that was uh, the program kind of pushed you a little bit to to also you know, provide you the opportunity to work on your own idea. I think that was probably an interesting part as well because you said you entered not with the intention of creating a startup, right? You kind of just wanted to be in the space of innovation and entrepreneurship and then it just kind of happened naturally through the program, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit like uh, um, a playground where you are in a safe environment and just try out things um, as part of the program. And then you see if if you like this kind of work or not. And um, you're still um, safe because you still have your um, actual job. And um, But you get also a lot of support by your peers um, and also by the program itself. So there are lots of coaches and um, program managers are also experienced. So yeah, it was a good way to try it out without being committed to it, taking too much Yeah, yeah.
0: Do you know uh, Jordan Peterson? Have you heard of him before? No. No? Uh, Yeah, I think he's a psychologist, but I read his book on 12 rules for life and he described exactly what you just described, which is, you know, keeping one foot in order and then one foot in chaos to kind of manage the risk. Because I think a lot of people think that when they want to create a company, they have to quit their job, leave everything and just jump in, which obviously, as you know, is, is, is quite risky. Right. So um, it seems like it's, it's just really interesting from my perspective that you you had the same thinking that you could test the water a little bit, see if you like it and have that safe environment, because I think that's super important for people to you know, develop the skills and to fail, but in a safe way so that they can continue to fail and to get better, basically. Right.
1: And I still have my job basically, but I uh, only don't work full time anymore to still be in that safe place. Um, Yeah, we'll see how it goes in the future.
0: Yeah, that's super. Do you, maybe a quick question, because I know what you do, but maybe you can describe it just in one sentence. Do you see a lot of overlap between your experience with the EMBA and working on the startup with your professional work? Do you see that the skills are complementary in both directions?
1: Uh, I, I would say so because um, I, I work in a highly complex environment mm. um, and uh, yeah, very high-tech and my job is to coach teams so um, I can um, use um, actually both things like I that's also why I chose this program because you learn a lot about um, agile ways of working and fast and iterative. Um, product development so I can use those things in my um, in my um, employee job and on the other hand I have coached um, so many teams I know what's important so that a good team um, evolves and I can use this knowledge for her browser.
0: Okay, that's super cool. I think that's really great. So what what I'm getting at is you're probably the boss then of the, the startup, right? Because you're the one that really understands how to coach the team to come together and to run the workshops. Are you the one that's in charge for all of those uh, brainstorming sessions?
1: No, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just
0: wondering because yeah. you're a scrum master, right? You have that uh, perspective of uh, of how to lead and how to organize like a workshop, right?
1: Uh Yeah. Uh, but as a scrum master you're also a servant leader so True. the team has to be the boss and you're only supported so yeah, um, yeah it's, okay. it's actually to yeah too, it's about not having a boss actually to be on eye level together yeah. With each other. yeah.
0: Okay, cool. I'll pretend that was a trick question because you just explained scrum really well, you know, in terms of how a scrum master operates. No, but that's, that's really, really great. There was one other quick thing I wanted to touch on, which is what you mentioned about finding the right co-founder uh, with Gabriella, And you mentioned about the vision and you mentioned not so much about the idea, but rather that you had a conversation about what are your values, what are his values and to make sure that you could really work together. Would you say that that's a, a critical component of the decision that you made or that co-founders you know, should really consider the vision and the value ahead of the, the idea before they jump in?
1: Yeah, yeah because um, especially when you're still in the phase of co-founding, um, so you, you probably don't have a prototype and nothing and um, you you need to iterate a lot probably and um you don't know what is right or not yet you you have an idea but um yeah your idea will probably change uh many times until you have a profitable business so it's more important that you can work with that person i always call it um yeah it's like a second marriage (laughs) and um yeah it can't work based on ideas it um it works based on values and a vision and a Yeah, a dream of how the future should look like.
0: Yeah, there needs to be a real human connection there, right? A chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. startup love, if you want to call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay, cool. So I think we're already touching on the the, the really interesting topic that I guess all of the audience wants to get to, which is really about uh, the struggle and the secret sauce behind how you actually find a co-founder for your idea or how you as an individual find a startup that you really wanna work with. Um, so I think to set the scene, could you describe a little bit about your personal experience with this problem of you know, creating a company and finding the right people to be able to help grow that company? And maybe you have some interesting stories or just an interesting perspective on uh, what you've experienced in this problem space.
1: Yeah. So, um, as I said before, I was not like planning to found a company for a long time. And I was um, lucky via this um, MBA program. I could meet a lot of people who, who want to fund a company. So, um, and I was able to um, to get to know them uh, um, over one year now. I, I So it's a very um, comfortable situation. But um, in general, since we're um, doing Harpreiser, and I've talked to many um, people who want to found a company, I I started realizing, and I think that's also a culture topic, that um, there are not actually many people who take the step to to found a company. And uh, I believe it's really uh, also very cultural in Germany. But I also see that um, yeah, um, working at a big company is becoming more and more convenient because of the, all the new work and flexible working times, et cetera. So um, you can have nearly the same freedom as if you were an entrepreneur. Hmm. And um, yeah, so um, in general, um, I think there is this problem of scarcity of people to co-found with and um and then when when i talk to people they um they also tell me like yeah i can't find a person who shares the same vision mm. um, like one guy once told um he is um he's an engineer and he's looking for someone who can sell the product that he he's developing and tells me that um yeah all the people he's meeting all the sales guys they just want to make quick money <laughs> But, I was just going
0: to say, they're they're very well-paid people, right? It's a tough, yeah, tough people so, to grab.
1: And he cannot just make quick money in the beginning. It it takes time to develop the product. So he has struggles to find a co-founder. Mm. And um, yeah, I think um, those, those two things, that um, finding um, people in general and finding people who share the same values is very difficult. And then the third point is also... Um, usually, uh, that's like my situation, and I think it's um, similar to many people, when you get out of university, um, then you don't, or with the years, you stop to get to know many new people. Yes. So um, one day you're surrounded with your family, the I don't know, your working colleagues, but um, you don't meet anyone. Who does something completely different that often anymore?
0: There's not as many student clubs or you know societies or like student parties or whatever. Exactly. It's Your circle <laughs> is smaller, right?
1: Yeah. So um, if you need a co-founder who does uh, who has um, completely different skills, how how should you meet this person?
0: Yeah. So
1: it gets more and more difficult. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that you mentioned, particularly in the beginning, because. You know, about scarcity that people, you know, startups, I think are very, it's very hyped, you know, the even VC funding, right? This venture capital funding, everyone thinks that it's it, but it only only makes up, I think, about 20, 25% of the total money uh, that's invested in startups. It's actually a very small number of companies that are suitable for, for this type of funding, but everyone talks about them, right? It's the same with startups. Everyone talks about startups creating a company, but when it comes down to the number of people that are actually doing it and that are active and that are looking for employees or staff or other co-founders, I think it's a very small group of people. It's a very small um, niche group. And I wanted to actually say to you congratulations in the beginning because you described yourself as an entrepreneur, so of course, you're part of that community yourself through, through founding with uh, with Hopevisor, which is really great. Um, but no you you have listed some really interesting um points there um about those three different things around the scarcity and the other factors um so maybe we can we can move uh, a little bit into then what are some general tips that you might have uh, for individuals uh, to be able to um, find a co-founder this is the this is I think the magic part that everybody will skip to in the in the video to try to find out you know um through your experience because, you know, you have also founded a company and you're, you're involved with a startup right now, but also your startup is about, you know, one aspect is about finding co-founders. So obviously you're very um, connected to the entrepreneurship community uh, through Unternehmatum and through your extended network. So you've probably spoken to a lot of people about this problem, right? As part of like the, the customer validation, etc. right? Yeah, so maybe you could just tell a, a little bit about what are some of your general tips of how people can uh, get over the problem of, of scarcity or to get people to commit their time with no money, uh, you know, your first investors or your co-founders, right? So how can people kind of get over those barriers uh, to be able to maybe uh, convince someone to join them as a co-founder?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of the most important things is, um, as as we talked before, Um, to not focus too much on finding the person who has the perfect skill Um, I think, uh, or what I see often is that people are looking for tech co-founder or a business co-founder. Particularly in Munich,
0: uh, right? Everyone wants a tech founder.
1: (laughs) And ideally he knows this and that technology, but, um, with the scarcity, it's nearly impossible to find someone who is this perfect skill match. And even if you find this person, um, yeah, the chemistry is important. Um, it won't make a successful team. So maybe you can um, develop the first prototype with this person, and and that's great because in the beginning you don't um, have the money to pay someone for this prototype. Um, but this has to be a long-lasting relationship. Um, maybe it will take you five or ten years um, to be a profitable company, and you shouldn't just focus on the skills. So. Um, yeah. focus more on the values and maybe um as we talked before the solution or idea will change along the time and yeah what do you do with the wrong skills then uh, in fact change.
0: most most startups will pivot right most startups will have to change their product in some way or they create a second line of products that are different than the first right
1: exactly and you cannot change each time your co-founder so yeah. the first thing is um look more um, about the values than the skills.
0: Yeah. So just to go back, sorry to interrupt you, Adama, Mm -hmm. but I want to dive in a little bit to that point because it's really valuable. Um, So if you go back to your example of trying to find a salesperson who who doesn't want to join you because of the fact that they can get paid with great commission by working for some other company in Germany or in Europe, um, would you say that you would like to find someone who maybe is interested in becoming a sales expert? So someone who has the motivation and the passion and the willingness to learn those skills. And then that person might be a better fit for your startup because they'll grow as the startup grows and they'll become uh, better at making sales uh, through the experience that they get with the startup. Would that be a good example to kind of frame your first point?
1: I, I think so. So if you really cannot find someone who's an expert, take someone who's willing to learn. Yeah. Um, of course, it's better to have the someone who has 15 years sales experience. This um, will make you faster. You
0: gotta pay. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you are probably not in this uh, luxurious situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying uh, choose uh, someone who doesn't know anything about the topic, about someone who um, you should, you like spending time with, but um, be aware that um, there has to be some um, compromise. And um, I would say the values are more important than the perfect skills
0: match. Okay, super. So you can lower the expectations of having 15 years tech experience or sales experience and rather more about passion and willingness to learn and to grow and the mix of the chemistry with the values of your co-founders, right? Yeah okay so, super and do you have any other tip then you'd like to share
1: yeah sure <laughs> many many um, yes So the second thing is um to come to the situation that you know how the chemistry will work etc mm-hmm. um you have to be also self-reflective so um don't look o- uh, only at this other person but also be aware of how much time can you spend uh, what is important to you um, so um, that when you meet people, you know what questions to ask and um, how how you will um, succeed working together, what you have to look at this person. And um, yeah, if you don't know what you care about, then um, you will meet someone and it won't work out either. So I think that's, that's, a, I that's think- a really
0: great point, Dama, because I'm just so glad you mentioned it because... It's like as if people skip over that part and they already start to try to explain the startup and the idea which also i think is an issue right sometimes people don't explain their own vision correctly because they haven't reflected on what they want and so i think it's a super important point that you need to sit and write down about what is important to you and what you want to succeed right Yeah. yeah yeah are there any tools or anything that you would recommend for that reflection process or is it really just individual to the person and the the, the founder
1: also about um the values part you can use um i think it's called wire mm. sorry a free tool in which you can um you answer some questions and then you get your top five strengths i think cool. it, um yeah also scientifically um based uh, by the university in the u.s i think and um yeah I think uh Simon Sinek starts with why as is-
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that book sitting right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great.
0: No, that's cool. I'll put links to to that. The first one in particular is nice. It's probably an online survey, I think, which is great. That it's based on science as well. So if anyone's interested, uh, we'll 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 put the links uh, under the description of this video. But that's that's really great. I think. Have you used also the the team canvas, uh, which has focus on values? But I think it's from Strategizer. I think I don't know if you've heard of it before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another, uh,
0: there's probably lots of them out there, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. You, I think that's a great tool when you already um know a little bit about yourself Mm -hmm. to get the team um self-reflect and know each other um and the other tools is more um before you have the partners yet yeah Yeah,
0: which is probably more important for the reflection part before you start communicating and trying to recruit people right
1: but i would definitely suggest to do also this kind of uh, team canvas so that you also know about or it gives you a structure on how to get to know each other about the important facts. Yeah.
0: yeah, we've used it a few times as part of the Explore Bootcamp at Tomb. So it's like a pre-incubation program very early. I'm just explaining it for, I know you know it, but for any of the audience and it's often quite revealing, but you need to have at least two people, right? Because it doesn't make sense to do a team canvas on your own. But, uh, you know, when the values are written down individually first and then they compare them with sticky notes on the canvas, it's a... Uh, often very revealing about the personalities of the co-founders. And I think it's extremely healthy. I think people don't like to do it because they think, oh, I want to create the product. But uh, spending time on reflecting on what's important for each individual and then sharing that uh, among the team is super important, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I can say from my experience in the last years um, from coaching teams. It was always about um, the values which made a good team or a bad team um, because most of the people I know are super, super intelligent. They know, mm-hmm. um, they know a lot of stuff, um, but still you have good teams and bad teams <laughs> and it's not about intelligence. I can tell you it's about how they communicate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's another very, very good point. <laughs> Thanks very much for that. It's cool. So any, any other tips you'd like to share?
1: Yes. Uh, so the, um, I think we're at of-
0: number three, right? So we had, um, look for someone that's more about the values and more passionate about learning rather than the expertise. That was the first one. Uh, the second one then was to... Um, um, I've completely banged. Sorry.
1: Self-reflect. Yeah.
0: Self-reflection. Yeah. There we are. Oh my God, it's gone. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, self-reflection, you know, before um, and some tools as well about how to use that. So now we're on uh, tip number three.
1: Yeah. So that one is to overcome the scarcity. Hmm. Um, you um, so yeah I think most of the people I know are afraid about talking their idea Uh, and maybe they think um, yeah people will give them negative feedback because it's still your baby and you don't want to uh, that it get hurt it's very vulnerable Um, yeah some people also are afraid that people will steal their idea Um, so um, early stage founders are often reluctant to talk Talk about it, but um, I think that's a big mistake. Um, You should um, talk as often as you can and to as many and different different is really important people as you can about your ambitions of becoming a a founder and um, and your idea and your vision, so that um, people know that you want to become a a startup founder and you are looking for co-founders and that they can maybe uh, connect you with others. So um, to enlarge your network and um, to reach out to people you you don't know yet, it's really good if um, other people know what you're working on. And if they meet one day a guy who has the skills or the same vision, they will connect you. That's really important for the scarcity aspect.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people expect that. Everyone else knows already that they have this amazing startup idea. That's what I find when I'm talking to startups. So it's like an assumption that uh, they don't have to call everybody in their phone book and uh, talk to everybody on WhatsApp and LinkedIn to constantly remind people that this is what I'm doing. This is what my vision is. Please come and uh, let me know to, to you know, in order to be able to be, to be highly visible while at the same time uh, being clear about what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Great. Great. Third tip. Do we have more?
1: Yeah, the last one. It's a never-ending list. Last one.
0: Okay, cool.
1: (laughs) So that's really the last one. Um, uh, What what we see now is that, um, yeah, um, physical meetings are falling away. And um, yeah, just spontaneously meeting new people is um, not happening anymore that often. And therefore, we suggest to use um, online tools to meet new people and um, that's also what HubWise is about, it's a social network for entrepreneurs so that you can connect with people who you know that there are some some um, aspirations of becoming an entrepreneur maybe one day or are already an entrepreneur, so um, you can um, yeah you can continue meeting new people uh, without going out of the house.
0: No, that's super. Uh, I think that that would be a great point then to to dive in a little bit deeper about, you know, what exactly the startup is, because we haven't uh, fully jumped into it. So you explained it as a, a kind of a social network for, for entrepreneurs. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about what the process is like, because I went through it myself on Sunday, but I would love to hear um your explanation of, what is the sign up like and uh, then what is the value that's created uh, once I'm part of this uh, Hubvisor community online? So what can I do and and what would I be able to, who would be able to connect with, for example?
1: Okay, so um, we're currently in this data program, therefore things are changing very quickly. Lean Um, startup, (laughs) right? Exactly. So um, currently, I can tell you, um, when you sign up, you can create a profile that is um, yeah designed for entrepreneurs. Actually, it um, it has information about your experience in working in startups, your time availability. As I said, this is an important point when you mm. have another job, um, and your skills and um, general experience and technology or business. And um, as a plus, um, we um, also cover. Um, the values and hobbies, so that people know um, if the chemistry might be um, nice. So, and when you fill out all your information, and uh, if you fill it out precisely, and most of the fields, then um, our algorithm starts to, um, to look into the profiles of the um, existing community and matches you with other um, hub browser users. So um, that means based on um, not just your skills, but also your values and some other um, aspects. It will um, show you a score um, on the profiles of other people. And this uh, score indicates whether um, this person might be a good um, co-founder match for you.
0: Okay, wow, that's actually pretty, pretty cool. And I saw it uh, a few days ago when I checked it. Um, it's really great to see the percentage match between you and another person so it helps to filter through all those people that are available to be able to select the right person right
1: yeah yeah we want to make it um time efficient to uh, (laughs) choose the first contact person um and yeah some people were um, telling us in interviews that when they go to meetups they talk to yeah just um random people because that's how it happens you don't have another choice and um, yeah, sometimes you waste your time the whole evening. And we um, want to cut this time of talking to random people, but talking to the people who are more, more likely to be a good co-founder for you.
0: Okay, super cool, great. And and who is the platform for exactly? Just so the audience that's watching this podcast knows, is it just entrepreneurs or is it also open to other people in the startup ecosystem?
1: Mm-hmm. So um, Currently we pilot that with um, entrepreneurs. Or aspiring entrepreneurs, um, because of this more co founder uh, matching um, feature. But um, this month, we already started looking for uh, cooperation partners in the um, ecosystem builder, as we call them like accelerators um, and um, incubators or innovation hubs, because um, yeah, it's a social network so they can um, manage their communities via HubVisor as well. and We're looking for um, partners who want to pilot with us those community features. Um, Actually, Hubwiser is open for anyone, and anybody can sign up. Um, But we want to give um, this kind of um, close communities a safe, close place on HubVisor as well. But the users uh, can still access to anything else on Hubwiser as well, um, except. And in the long run, we want to um, become like the place to go for uh, founders to find also um, investors, um, to find um, big companies for our first uh, corporations, and um, also employees. So um, yeah, we want to become like the LinkedIn for startups. I would say.
0: Wow, that's super cool! I think it's uh, definitely a big enough market, even in, even just in Europe. I can imagine that it would be very interesting to to grow that community. And I think it's very smart that now you're starting with one very clear problem, which is how to find the right co-founder. So I remember going through that process and having to define like, what are my values? How much time do I have? They are interesting questions that I haven't seen on other uh, competitor uh, platforms that do something similar. So I think that's a very good approach uh, to make sure that when they do make a match and you see a 80% match with a person over here, uh, you know that that's based on something that's actually important for finding a co-founder, not just that that person is a developer or they're a salesperson, right? Um, But you touched a little bit on the vision as well. Maybe you could uh, just dive into that a little bit more. So what does success uh, look like for, um, for Hubvisor in, say, the next two or three years? Is it limited to Europe? or do you want to really grow beyond Europe and enter, into mar- and enter into markets like Asia or the US? What does success look like for you?
1: Yeah, we, we don't want to be regional, um, as also now we have actually members from Brazil and El Salvador, for example. Oh, wow. India. So, um, and nowadays, um, yeah, since one year, or for one year, sorry, my English, Um, people don't care that much about being at the same place they work remotely now. Um, So um, we are not limiting it regionally. Um, And we also believe that um, with a digital platform, people get the chance to um, find uh, co-founders that they would have never met in in here in Munich, for example, who will um, become a a much better uh, match so, um, yeah, we are um, expanding actually now already.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. that's great. Okay. So, I mean, it's open, right? So any founders in the world can join at the moment, but you're probably more focused on Europe at the, at, just because of the fact that your, your network is there at the moment,
1: exactly. right? Exactly. So currently we are, of course, leveraging our network here in Munich. And, um, yeah, that's our origin. Um, and for the beta phase, we also fo- focus our marketing efforts in, um, in our personal network. Um, but, um, it just happens. People, uh, sign up, (laughs) It's
0: organic, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's fantastic. Really, really super. So, um, the very best of luck with that in the future, I think, um, it'll be super interesting to see how the beta testing goes. And, uh, I'm sure you'll be changing lots of different features based on that testing. So I think that's an excellent way to improve your product. Uh, rather than waiting too long to have it perfect before you launch, you can launch and just, with a small number of people, really test everything. Um, maybe you could give people some information about how they can join and like what, what's the best way? Is it, I presume, the Hubvisor website? Do you want to maybe say the name of the website and your LinkedIn or whatever is best?
1: Yes, so the website is hubvisor.com. Um, there you get a uh, quick introduction and overview about what it is about. And uh, yeah, it's spelled with E not O that happens sometimes, but I assume you will also post the link uh, to the- Yeah, of course. Okay, so better click on the link uh, that Ellen will provide. Yeah. And um, there, um, there is also the button to join the beta program. Um, basically, um, yeah, we are only expecting feedback every now and then, um, but you can use it. And if you find a co-founder there, we are happy um, yeah and I think for now um, yeah people looking for a co-founder it's a perfect place also some um, support functionality
0: sorry I, not, I, uh, I just lost you for a second you're back now so you said yeah. for people looking for a, co- for a co-founder a it's a perfect place and then you, you just froze but okay. we made it we made it almost to the end maybe you <laughs> want to repeat that part so you the platform is the perfect place for people to find co-founders something like that. and you can repeat what you want to say
1: so uh, right now it's a perfect place for people who are looking for a co-founder but we also have some uh, forum functionality where if you uh, want to provide help to, um, to early stage co uh, founders you can join as a mentor or um, just as a person who's interested in, in entrepreneurship and um, post your questions or answer to um, people's requests. So um, yeah, I would say it's um, quite open and free and we're we uh, looking how it evolves.
0: That's fantastic. Dama, thank you so much for, for taking the time to have this quick conversation with me. I really, really appreciate all the tips and uh, for also explaining everything about the platform. I think it's very valuable uh, to develop something like this to be able to help solve one of the really big pains uh next to finding money uh for for startups which is how to find the right co-founder so and um, thank you so much for 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 being involved with that startup and helping to push it to the market We uh, wish you the very very best of luck and of course we'll put all the correct links for your linkedin profile but also for the hubvisor.com uh, website link where people will be able to sign up to your platform so uh, thank you very very much and i uh, hope to have you back on the podcast maybe sometime in the future
1: Thank you also, Ellen, for helping us spread the word about Hubwizer. So um, I'm very happy to be here. Um, Have a nice evening.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. Ciao.
1: Bye.